0: it's just announced that we're recording that's different (laughs) it says to me by continuing to be in this meeting you are consenting to be recorded continue well i might not i might not continue might just not bother might
1: not want to be in your recording alex
0: (laughs) things on the cheeky little buggers i know anyway how are you i'm all right thank
1: you are you yeah, I'm two years sober today, woohoo!
0: You are two years
1: sober, congratulations! Thank you. You know what, it's lovely. I, I'm not actually, I'm normally a proper big dealer about everything. Like, if I if I act like burp, I, I celebrate it, do you know what I mean? I'm a proper yeah. little, like that, but I just feel really kind of, not weird, weird's the wrong word, because I feel good about it, but I feel quite calm about it, like, what am I celebrating it for? It's just normal now, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's lovely that it's become normal. But I have noticed that you haven't commented on my uh, lovely heartfelt post that I put up for you today. I will. I promise you, I will. I've just not
1: really. Oh, been it's on... all right.
0: You can do it now. Oh, like just I... a thanks will be all right.
1: <laughs> thank like, you don't for the beautiful post. Right? <laughs> no, I do. I, I, thank you. I want the reason I haven't commented is because it is actually really, 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 really nice what you've said, and I need to think about it and not be rushing around and putting a comment on in between running to cheerleading and eating Marmite on toast just will not be right
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: it is an incredible
0: achievement and I genuinely meant what I said like when I decided to go sober I just never thought in a million years that my best friend would join me in it and it's just been the most incredible journey and I'm so proud of you because it's Thank not you. just it's not just being sober we always say this like it's sober is so much more than just ditching the drink and everything that you've been through and anybody that has listened to the podcast to get us to this point will know that we've been through some challenges and you in particular have really like kind of took them on got through it and supported other people at the same time which is just amazing so you should be so proud of yourself I'm dead proud of you I really really am well, now
1: I feel like shit not commenting, but thank you. <laughs> I will comment. But you know what else is what well, I was going to That's what I'm saying. We've done it now. But you know what else? Yeah, but else nobody... On. Will, well, no, it's not going to be a false one. It's just going to reiterate what I've said, because the thing is that people won't hear this till Saturday and they'll think, what an ignorant cow she hasn't commented. So they well, won't lie, know about this that's conversation. what I
0: thought this morning. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did think was I went on, and I can't believe how many people... Do you know, like, this is what's so special about the sober community. People genuinely raise you up. You know, like, they yeah. love everybody on Instagram. In the so- I can't speak for everyone on Instagram, but everyone in the kind of sober s- circle on Instagram loves to raise each other up. Like, they're the posts that get the most kind of likes and comments, aren't they, when we're celebrating somebody or something that someone's done.
0: Just Which is so nice. lovely
1: and actually let's talk about that for a minute
0: because if there is anybody listening that has gone sober and they've like maybe put it on their own social media or Facebook, there's a big freaking difference, right, between putting something like this on like your Instagram where you're surrounded with other sober people to celebrating something like on your normal Facebook where people perhaps don't understand the actual yeah like reasons or how amazing and incredible two years is do you know what i mean or a year or a month yeah. freaking hell like, a even day. a day
1: <laughs> but the thing is like, right, i was speaking to my auntie yesterday and I, and I just met i said to her i'll be two years without a drink tomorrow and she went oh well done and she meant it she absolutely meant well done and i thought it's much more than well done. It is. And I know that that's kind of, I didn't want her to say more than that, but I thought it really is much more. It's like against all the odds. It's against the grain completely. It's against the marketing. It's against the general message that goes out there that you need to have a drink to have fun, that you need to have a drink to unwind. And when you learn those skills of how to be without alcohol, that's what's life-changing. That is what is the life-changing pink cloud bit. You're not always happy, and, and you know, at the beginning maybe you are, and you will fall off that cloud at times, but the pink cloud is knowing that no matter what life throws at you, you don't need a drink to cope with it. I'm not I'm not saying you would never go to drink, but you don't need it. There isn't- You get I, to
0: a point where, do you not think you get to a point where you think, this is when I would have had a drink. Yeah. Rather than thinking, I want a drink, you, you just think, oh, I'd have had one at this point, or I'm feeling a little bit uneasy, I'd have picked up a drink at this point. And I think when you get there, like you said, it is ridiculously life-changing. It's mad. It just, I can't believe it, like, it just still shocks me to this day, how life-changing stopping drinking can be. And I wasn't an everyday drinker, Mine was gen- genuinely binge drinking at a weekend. Like, who'd have thought that could make such a difference? And this is why normal people... and Normal people, is that right? I don't are think we normal, normal people? Well, no, <laughs> not really. Well, but, but they're not normal anyway because they're drinking. <laughs> but, but the people that drink don't understand or they think, oh, my God, you must have been an alcoholic. You must have been on it every single day to to see such a difference in it but it's, it's not. not it just changes everything and I I
1: still haven't found a way to articulate it properly. no I get this and I get it even more the longer I go and you know when somebody said the other day I think it was one of our members at the picnic in the park said I've just realized that I might as well have been pouring petrol down my yeah throat. yeah and you know what it's so true not necessarily about the petrol bit but ethanol is just ethanol and when you really see it for its truth you're poisoning yourself there's no wonder we get hangovers there's no wonder we get sick there's no wonder that we dry get dry mouths and we try not to put it in our body do you know what I mean the your body does not want that crap in there it doesn't want it and so of course when you take it out in any quantity you benefit it doesn't matter how little you were having because it wasn't meant to be there. If it were meant to be there, we'd make it in our bodies. And, not, and how much credit do we give a flipping
0: drink of liquid? Like, we give it all this credit. We get, like, I feel like I was an absolute crazy person, but I feel awake. I feel like I have a awoken to a completely new life of, like, looking back at when people... We're drinking from such a young age, from weddings, funerals, holidays, sitting there placing my glass like dead pretty and getting a good view to take a picture of it and giving this one drink credit for my whole entire holiday. I know. All of it,
1: everything. Like All of it. Going out for a meal having to plan your whole evening around who's going to drive and where you're going to go, not going to places because it's too far, like when you'd really actually want to be there if you didn't have to drive, just so you can have a drink. It's just but, so
0: bizarre. It is like waking up, it? I'm so sorry that I
1: just pulled that face. Ooh. <laughs> I know I did one before. So let's introduce our guest. Now, actually, we know very little about our guest today, which is kind of good and I'm going to, if if the member this morning that said that I've got my posh voice on is listening, here comes the posh voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is as posh as it gets, guys. So we've got Sarah Rusbach. She actually lives in Australia now, but she was born in Manchester. So that'll be interesting. Um, she runs a global community for women looking to live their best lives. She's actually a women's health and wellness coach. So let's hear from her. Hi Sarah, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're really grateful that you're coming on. We've just been like saying that you're originally from Manchester, but I'm right in saying you're out in Australia now.
2: That's right. So I'm from Altrincham in South Manchester. um, And then I've been living, oh, okay. So I've been living out in Western Australia for um, coming up to 11 years. Wow.
1: I can actually hear a very slight Australian accent developed. No,
2: don't say <laughs> yeah, that.
1: You have, you have definitely, and
0: yeah. that "no" was definitely Australian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, what took no. you out to Australia?
2: So I um, married a Kiwi boy and um, I met him when I was backpacking around Australia and then I'd gone back to the UK. We were living in London. He came back, we got married, we had a baby. And then he said, I can't stay here. I need to go and live by the beach and be in the sunshine. And I was kind of not quite ready to go to New Zealand um, which is a big, big change to uh, London. So we decided to kind of settle halfway um, and ended up in Perth, which is a beautiful place to live. Um, it's very, very laid back. We've got great weather and beaches. But we didn't really think it through that well because um, it meant that we would move to the other side of the world with um, a baby and no support and no parents on either like side of the family to help us. And so we had to kind of do it all our own. So it was, um, yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve, but we got there.
1: You've oh, obviously made a success of it
2: yeah Yeah, no
1: it's been good so can we ask a little bit because obviously you know you got in touch with us and you're a, a women's health and wellness coach and and that's kind of what we know if we're honest that's what we know so do you want to tell us a little bit about your story about your journey and what brought you to this point
2: yeah no absolutely so I grew up um of in Manchester in the 90s a story that I'm sure you've heard a lot before about the um, you know we had so many strong female role models telling us all that we could um, drink as much as the men and um, and I wore my drinking as a badge of honour um, went through university um, where it was you know 60p a pint and all the rest of it and you'd stand on tables and chug down the pints and you know think that you were as good as the boys and all the rest of it um and then moved to London where I mean my first job interview was in the pub to see how well I could handle my booze so it was kind of always going to be downhill from there um I'd always had um I was always classed as quite a big drinker and I loved um I loved getting pissed I loved getting you know drinking was my thing it was what I did well it was kind of what I wore as my badge of honor and you know you do a lot of work on yourself I think once you do go down the sobriety path and looking back now I can see that for me it was um I'd moved around quite a lot as a young kid um and I was thinking the other day by the time I was 12 I'd been to five different schools and I think I'd always wanted to fit in I'd always been Mm. looking for belonging and what I think I realized when 14-15 when I started drinking was that's when I felt like I started to create connections when I was sat around getting pissed with other girls that was kind of when I felt included and I felt like I belonged and I didn't feel like the weird one that had just joined the school or whatever and so I think I very quickly looking back associated alcohol with connection with making friends with fitting in and then the same thing happens you go to university and the way that you make friends is in freshers week getting smashed yeah. in the pub and then I moved to London. My job interview was in the pub. The way I made friends was through drinking. And so I think for me that that kind of um, association started at quite an early stage and then really stayed with me. Um, but I was always probably quite a big binge drinker, but um, but no more than anyone else. You know, like looking back, OK, I was probably the one the next day that when everyone else was going oh my god I feel really rough I can't drink I'd be like come on let's go back down the pub and have hair of the dog it'll make us feel better (laughs) Um, so there was definitely that in me that wasn't in other people and there was definitely in me more of a kind of let's keep the party going I didn't want to go home I wanted to, to keep it going um but then I think for me when it really kind of perhaps changed a little bit with when we moved to Perth and um, and I'd gone from having a very successful career in London and very close friends to moving to the other side of the world with a nine-month-old baby um, and not having any friends and not having any family and my husband going out to work Um, and then I got pregnant pretty much as soon as we got here so then I had two, um, an 18-month-old and a newborn and that was really really hard and I would say that that was when I got fully sucked into mummy wine culture and I fully kind of got into that oh it's five o'clock I deserve a drink oh it's five o'clock that's that was my friend because the days were long and they were boring and they were tedious and that's when I kind of was really lonely and I missed all my friends and my family and so for me what I'd always known as a way to make connections was to go and get pissed with people but the problem was that most of the other people I was meeting they didn't want to do that because they had newborn babies and they would look at me like what do you mean you want to go and get drunk but that was the only way I knew how to do it and that was probably when the drinking became more of a companion and a friend as opposed to just binge drinking going out um, so that carried on for a few years, and, um, and I seemed to always be able to hunt out the other drinkers. Um, I'd always find the <laughs> yeah. people that were the ones yeah. at the party, that were the people to hang out with. Um, but slowly but surely, it started kind of just taking more than it was giving. My hangovers just were lasting so much longer. My anxiety was really starting to, to, to go to a level that I was really uncomfortable with. Like my, by this point, my kids were at school, and we live really close to the school. But there were days when I had to get in the car and drive the kids to school because I couldn't bear the thought of walking and bumping into someone because I was so hungover and paranoid and my anxiety was through the roof. You know, they talk about like anxiety and that that feeling the next day. And I just remember there was one day I was really hungover and I was lying on the sofa and it was a Sunday and the kids were like watching telly. And I was like, there has to be another way of living there has to be something else um to, that, that's going on And i just happened to be scrolling facebook and someone in my running group had done um a post saying that they'd read the annie grace book this naked mind so that was back in 2017 so i read the book um and i went that it. i'm going to take a break from booze and um and i did three months and then i thought i'm fixed that's it I've done three months off I He's clearly so don't common. have so I'm just like it's all okay now there is no problem so I took three months off and and you know what girls like for the first time in my life really I got to know who I was without alcohol and I really liked her because she was calmer and she was oh. happier and she had mental clarity and she had energy and and it was really eye-opening but at the same time I had that other kind of pull going but there's no way you can't ever drink again that would just be ridiculous Mm -hmm. so I just thought I'm fine now I'm fixed I've done three months off I can't possibly have a problem because if I did I wouldn't be able to take three months off so I'll go back to drinking and now I'll be able to moderate and now I'll just do it every now and then but we all know how that ends for most people anyway and myself (laughs) included within a month I was back to drinking what I had been before if not more and so what followed for me was two years of just being stuck in that really gray area of moderating well, trying to moderate taking breaks doing 100 days off going back to drinking and it just carried on for two years and it it was a pretty difficult time because I was so confused because I just had inner turmoil all the time of oh, yeah. I want to be that person that I like who is such a happier better person without booze but I won't have any friends and how will I socialize and how will I do anything because everything I'd ever done in my social life had been around alcohol so that went on for a while and then I just reached the point where I just went it's it is no more and I'll tell you who it was I think do you know um Kate um so I met her through um Sober Spring and Catherine Grace um Sober Spring Kate who lives in Liverpool I'm sure she connected me to you guys once um, anyway, she, I sent a text going, right, I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm next time I take a break, I'm going to do six months off. That's what I remember saying to her. Um, because at this point, I'd never done six months before. And she went, why are you only going to do six months? You're still beholden to alcohol, if that's your attitude. You're still yeah. saying, my life is better with booze, but I'm going to stop having it for six months. But then I'm going to go back to it. Um, and I didn't like what she said, so I kind of like <laughs> Bugger off you you think you know it all but of course she hit a chord and it was really true um and so then I did some some soul searching and I went right I'm gonna do at least a year um and so that was April 2019 um and that was yeah the last time that I had a drink um so it's been quite a journey oh it's
1: That's amazing incredible. it's so like The common, like you said, the common story. But to me, that just highlights how many of us are probably stuck in that cycle before we get out of it. I don't think it's kind of like, oh, here we go, another story that's the same. It just shows how many of us who society classes as a normal drinker aren't happy. And Can I just out.
0: say, I loved listening to you then, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen, honestly, I, you just g- tell your story so well. And I know so many people, like I'm starting going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so many people will relate so much to it. And it's made me really emotional, yeah. Um, You're so emotional lately, (laughs) Lisa. I know. I am. It's sobriety. It heightens everything. (laughs) And I'm so incredibly lucky to meet so many inspirational people that it makes me emotional. I can't help it. (laughs) But something that you said that massively related to me in particular was the fact that you associated drinking with making friends. And sometimes you don't realise this until you've stopped drinking, And I could feel it like I moved houses, not schools, but houses a lot. And when I was a teenager, drinking just helped me fit in so well. Like, I just thought, this is it. This is it. I fit somewhere. This is amazing. And then you don't realise till you've stopped that that's what you've been doing. And I just think it takes out the, drinking takes out the hard work, doesn't it, of meeting people. That's what it yeah, does. Yeah. It instantly gives you that kind of confidence and you skip all that uncomfortableness. And I yeah. just think that's something yeah. that I massively relate to.
1: It's just, aren't we dead yeah. lucky? That's why we like Zoom now, I reckon, Lisa, because you were saying this yesterday. We were saying this yesterday. One, one of our new ambassadors um, said yesterday, give me a Zoom anytime over wine. And we were both kind of laughing about it, but it's so true. Zoom for sober people has taken out a lot of social anxiety because you can get all the kind of nerves out before you meet people in real life so there you yeah. go that's why that's why sober people are loving zoom i think
2: yeah yeah <laughs> definitely
1: so how do you find it then do you do you know other
2: sober people in perth <laughs> so that was the weird thing so i was in a facebook group um from the start of my 2017 journey, um, that was pretty much all people in the UK because yeah. I didn't know anybody in Australia. Like the Australia. The alcohol-free movement coming to Australia has been so much later and so much slower. So they haven't, you know, like how you've got all of the club soda events and all of those wonderful festivals and um, soberistas and, and all of that, which is just brilliant. We have nothing like that on the West Coast. They do a little bit on the East Coast in Sydney and Brisbane and stuff, but nothing over West. So I, um, because don't you find once you give up alcohol, particularly, I think I'm a type A person that I don't ever do moderation very well. I'm all or nothing. So when I stopped drinking, it was like, wow, what should I do with all of this energy and enthusiasm and excitement? So um, I retrained to be a health and wellness coach. I then went on to do um, grey area drinking coaching accreditation with Jolene Park in the States. Um, and then I so I'm now an accredited grey area drinking coach I'm a women's wellness coach and I've set up Perth's first sober socials meetup group so I've got well now done 40, thank you so there's 450 women in the group here in Perth um, and it's growing all the time the more that I spread the word about it and um, I and just to show you how little this is talked about in Australia I had um, an article go into a national kind of online magazine over here in australia in march uh, just sharing my story just talking about the fact that i'd been a gray area drinker um it'd been robbing me of so much in my life i'd chosen to stop drinking and um i'll tell you what girls after that article went online i had 1700 women get in touch with me in two days
0: wow that's give me goose pimples i just like how incredible is that like what Alex was saying before we just don't realize I just think it's such a brave thing to do to be talking about your journey and sobriety because people instantly think oh they must have been an alcoholic or they must have been really bad but that is such an incredible amount of people
2: yeah and that just goes to show how few people are talking about it over here. The fact yeah. that my story, I ended up on the front page of the news, local newspaper and I'm like, okay, it's good to get the publicity, but all I did was stop drinking. That's <laughs> not from- Page, front page news do you know what I mean like it's amazing it, yeah but it is isn't it because
0: it's so ingrained in our society that it's a normal thing to do like you know one day I think we'll look back and you'll proper laugh at that 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 made because yeah. it'll be so yeah. much more normal to stop drinking yeah. you'll be like yeah. oh my god it was actually front page news that somebody stopped drinking in fact realistically that is crackers in it
2: I know Like, really? Like, what kind of world are we living in where someone, a 45-year-old mum of two, decides to stop drinking and that's front-page news?
1: (laughs) 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 It's It's good, though. But it is also a really positive thing, especially if it brought all those people... Yeah. To, to come yeah. knocking on your door saying I want some of that help me you know like that's yeah. amazing yeah. and to bring yeah. that whole movement over to Australia you know yeah. it is front page news I'm having it that it's yeah. front page news. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you first
0: stopped was there anything in particular that you found really difficult?
2: Um, I felt really alone I felt just really alone and I felt I found it hard. The hardest thing was other people's reaction um, because I think looking back now you can, and, and the work that I've done in my coaching and everything else, I think people, they put you in a box and they have a classification in terms of your friends. So, okay, that's Sarah. She's my drinking friend. And that so-and-so friend is my walking friend. And that so-and-so yeah, friend yeah. is my friend. So for lots of my friends, I was their drinking friend. So when I became a non-drinker, they, they didn't have a box to put me in. So they almost had to get to know me again as a different person as I had to get to know them. And so I'm not saying this in any way to be derogatory to any of my friends because I, there is no rule book for how to deal with this. But it is a big change when what you've done is get pissed with someone all the time and then that person is not drinking anymore. Then it's like, well, what are the boundaries for this friendship now? And, yeah. and I was going through my own stuff anyway with not drinking and you know what it's like in the first few months. You're higher high as a kite one minute, you're in the crying your eyes out the next, and you're all over the place. And then throwing in, I would find out that you know people had met up and done things that I hadn't been invited to because I think because yeah. I wasn't drinking. And that can be quite hurtful. And I don't think anyone intended to hurt me because they were probably thinking, well Sarah's not going to want to come because she's not drinking. But it it takes you back to that like schoolgirl in the playground at seven years old who hasn't been picked for the to play the game or something, you know. So there's yeah. a lot of emotions that you have to to deal with um in those early days. You know, we talk that, about then. that.
1: We we talk about that though, don't we? Because Lisa was on her own for a full year before, and really on her own for a full year before I decided to get sober. And we've been friends for a very long time. And I've n- thankfully I've not experienced that because I've had a sober friend with me throughout my journey so it's it's, it intrigues me I can see how it would happen there's things that I don't get invited to by my drinking friends but I've got that sober friend and I think that is why connection is so important when you're setting out on sobriety because the only way you're going to survive this is with people who get you and who get it Yeah. yeah totally
0: I think in the beginning I was like, I, again, I massively relate to everything you're saying. You it's do, don't I? Can see it yeah, going like, so yeah. much. Honestly, yeah. it's the same. But um, the loneliness, and, it, and it's kind of like you don't want to be going out with these groups of people because you're not feeling that you've got that much in common although you like them and love them or whatever but yeah. then you want to be on your own but then you feel really on your own and then you don't know who you are or what you enjoy or what you like or and that it's like the beginning of some, this incredible journey but it's yeah. scary and it's lonely and I think I'll never ever forget me that the first six months in particular of trying to find myself and thinking this is what it is like learning to love yourself, to like yourself, to, to know what you want. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? And I think that's why we're so passionate about what we do with be sobering, connecting people. The fact that we can give somebody connection from day one, hopefully Mm. helps take that out. And that's what you're doing, I suppose, with your, um,
1: with your group. I just think it's incredible, you should be so proud of yourself it's it's that whole thing what you were saying though as well when you're you're trying to set new boundaries in your friendships um and you're trying to learn you know how 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 you're going to be around those people you're trying to learn how you're going to be with yourself so there's no wonder people don't get you is there because you really don't know yourself you're absolutely right you've got to learn you've got to start where you started drinking
2: yeah that's what you gotta do go
1: back to 14
2: and go right who am i yeah yeah and that was the thing i didn't have any hobbies like my hobby was getting pissed and so it was kind yes, of like well, what do i like doing with my time and and what what lights me up what fulfills me what makes me laugh like you know like all of that stuff you have to go back to the basics um and it can be um it can be really scary at times and i was so
0: scared that i wouldn't know how to laugh again honestly i remember yeah. actually thinking what like because I'd kind of still go out a little bit and I didn't think things were funny I was like that's it I've lost my sense of humor I'm never gonna laugh (laughs) which is ridiculous because I laugh all the time now but for a good few months I didn't I didn't think anything was funny
2: nothing yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but it's because especially if what you're doing is going out and you're feeling so uncomfortable and clunky and awkward and stuff when everyone's right. drinking but you're kind of like going no I'm going to show that I can still go out and socialize without a drink and I'm not boring yes. and then you're kind of going oh my god this is so bloody boring like why why am I even here and so yeah it's about, like, I, people say to me isn't it really boring going out and, so, and I'm just like it totally depends who you're with like if you're with people that make you laugh and light you up and and you have fun with regardless of whether you're pissed or not then it's fine and so, of course, over time, I think your friendship groups change anyway because yeah. you you want to do different things. Like now, it's not fun for me to sit in a pub for eight hours drinking glass after glass of wine. Whereas a few years ago, that was my idea of heaven. So, it, you know, everything changes.
1: Did you find you had loads of time? Loads of time on your hands
2: and you're like, oh, what am I going to do with all this? Yeah, it was... not I think it was a little bit time but I mean when you've got a job and young kids and everything else there's, there's never enough you know you're, you're busy yeah. but the thing for me was less about the actual physical time but more about the headspace that I had suddenly I just had all of this headspace and I just remember talking to one of my best friends in England and she was like I think I was about four or five months sober at that point and she was like how do you feel and I said The only way I can describe it is that I feel I'm on the cusp of just discovering this whole new life. And the way that I would describe it is the word I would use is potential, because for the first time in my life, I feel like I've got this potential to do so much. And I just had this inkling. I just knew somehow that I was going to end up somehow working in this sobriety world and helping others and, and showing others that come on, hold my hand, don't be scared, I'll show you the way. And I just knew that that was in me and that it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't know how it was going to take shape. And then it's just kind of evolved naturally over the last year or so.
0: You just want to, like, let everybody know, don't you, what it's like? I was on the phone to a friend this morning. I'm meeting for, uh, for a walk later, actually. She... check out our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was saying this morning that she was feeling a bit blur and the weekend she's kind of drinking um and then she's tired all week and I was like I just wish I could give you a taste of what it could feel like because it's incredible and I know she's at that point where she doesn't really enjoy what she's doing but she cannot imagine a life yeah. without drink. And I'm like, I just wish I could show you if you could just feel it. That's what I say for to my clients. clients. And I don't want to be preachy or like, but all this sadness and tiredness and lethargicness and this anxiety that you've got every single day could just be gone, yeah. <laughs> be yeah. gone. And I want to give it to everybody. And I think that's why we started what we did because... It's too good not to share.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's just not talked about enough. No, it's, it's just not. particularly over here in Australia. And so my dream is to kind of get into. Um, so I've now got a Facebook group, the, my local one for the Perth ladies, where we meet up once a month, and then I've got a bigger group with over four thousand women now that is just all over the world in America in the UK mm-hmm. and Australia in New Zealand um, and they're all connecting um, and I obviously have my coaching but my dream is to get into the corporates and to start talking to the bigger companies about do you understand because, about mental health and alcohol and you know that, that you could be supporting people to have more choices and the other thing that I've done is um, I've just set up Perth's first alcohol-free drinks business so oh, really um, I was sick of the fact that there was nothing to drink like honestly over here you cannot find an alcohol-free drink on any pub or any restaurant menu you just wouldn't see it so my options have only ever been coke lemonade Fanta Sprite or water and it just gets so frustrating when you know how many good drinks are available because the last time I came back to the UK I went to Waitrose and I was like oh my god look at all these amazing drinks yeah there is Um, and it's you guys are so lucky over there, it's still so far behind here. Um, but that's what I'm hoping to kind of start being able to get more into pubs and restaurants and, and having people being able to have choices.
0: Oh, that would be so good, because we are really lucky we are I, i'm disgusted if i go somewhere in the oven in fact i went for a thai on,
2: on um, disgusted
0: i am it disgusts me on saturday night um i went out for a meal with my boyfriend and honestly we went to this thai restaurant and i said have you got any non-alcoholic drinks so he said yeah and he named two beers and i thought they're definitely not non-alcoholic right so my boyfriend he said oh i'll have the same. And then I just said, can I just check? Are they definitely non-alcoholic? And he went, no. <laughs> and he went, you want non-alcoholic, both of you? And I was like, yes, please. He went, I've never been asked for that before. It <laughs> was absolutely gobsmacked. And they happened to have some, like they had one Erdinger non-alcoholic and one heineken zero so we was like right we'll have one of each and we'll just like but he was so shocked i couldn't believe it and i was like well you definitely should be getting more of these in for people
1: (laughs) it just shows you though lisa because i went to a restaurant on uh, monday evening quite a big chain of italian restaurant is what i will say in the (sighs) uk and um they were they were lovely and they, and they do have a really good range of non-alcoholic drinks they have all the kind of alcohol-free cocktails and I actually ended up having a beautiful virgin mojito which was fantastic but they left all the menus out and the wine menus there and the lady came over and said oh have I given you too many menus and I, and I said oh yeah and the wine menu and she said oh no you'll like, I actually went to give it back and she said oh no you'll definitely want to keep hold of that and I said, well, no, actually, I don't want to keep hold of it. I, I don't drink. And she went, oh, and she, she was so taken aback. So even though we're moving forward in kind of menus and options, attitudes aren't really changing yeah. yet. It's, no,
2: I know. We're still shocked. I uh, Well, one of my friends sent an email to, um, she was going to this big function, you know, when you pay like loads of money and all your drinks and foods included. And she emailed them to say, I don't drink alcohol, but I don't want to stand out as looking like I don't. So can I bring some alcohol-free champagne and I'll drink it out of a champagne glass so that it looks like I'm the same as everyone else. So they sent her an email back and they said, On this one occasion, we will let you do it. But please never tell anyone that we're allowing you to drink an alcohol-free champagne on our premises.
1: Oh, I actually want the name and address and email.
2: (laughs) What? So, oh, my God, a woman is choosing not to drink alcohol. And this cannot be advertised against your business,
1: Like.
0: Wow. that's made me fuming inside that that's made yeah. me really mad you know what else has made me mad today i don't know whether you've. i know what she's like going to say
1: because i was going to say the same thing it's made me mad
0: we've been tagged in it on instagram today and i'll call them out it's silk fred um a clothing brand and they have put an advert out today saying the first day back at the office it's like a reel and it's got this girl sat there and she's got the jitters She's shaking like this, and she picks up a tub it's of. It's lunch break,
1: isn't it? It's lunch oh, yeah, break, lunch and she shakes break. her head to
0: not go. And she picks up a tub of Pringles, shaking it, and there's a bottle hidden in it. Why are they advertising that? I don't. I don't even get it. I don't even know what the hell that they're doing. Like. An actual big brand. And then these people like a couple of our ambassadors have commented on it. Yes. Tagged us in. <laughs> yeah, tagged us in. But um, and then these people like, Oh, I love this blaze. And we're like, Why are you advertising pure alcoholism? For
1: monitoring game, for people to look at your clothes, like what? what I love that? the earrings. Why didn't people know? I love those earrings. Why has nobody noticed the fact that this supposed, she's obviously acting, but this young woman has clearly got a drink problem? Like, she's what, I, actually showing a jitter, hiding a bottle in some, in a tub of. It's the most bizarre, it's achieving what they want it to achieve. And I think that's the thing because it's not being ignored. It's either getting lots of, ha ha, that's hilarious, or this is disgusting, take it down. So in terms of its algorithms, it's going to be, or it's going to be yeah. viral by the end of the day. And that's why they've yeah. done it. But yeah. you know, can yeah. you imagine if you picked on anything else, yeah. any disability, any difference, imagine. and I'm not suggesting Should it is. heroin at the dinner, to, uh, at the desk? Yeah. Because it yeah. is, you know, people looking at it, oh, it's not the same. Actually, it is. <laughs> it really is. Just yeah. because it's legal does not mean it's harmless. We keep saying this on our podcast, but it is yeah. the most harmful drug there is. And the fact that yeah. it's legal makes it even more harmful because people don't know it is. And I think, yeah, exactly. This is why if you can get
0: into corporate places and show that learning, I think it's so important because I don't I think they just don't know or they don't know how to help. Again, when you go to some businesses, if they know people are drinking or have a drink problem, they're worried about how to approach it in a kind of like how can we tell them off kind of way rather than how can we help kind of way so there's yeah. definitely so much learning to be done if you can get yourself out there I think yeah. it'll be amazing it really will
2: yeah no absolutely there's, I mean there's so much to be done over in Australia um there's so much to be done everywhere like god the whole world needs to be um, <laughs> needs to be sorted out but um but yeah step by step baby steps
0: and there's no definitely. one better to do it than sober people because like you said yeah. we're all on nothing <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly exactly
0: we're going sober. So is the
1: world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're going to, we're obviously going to share your links and your website, but just, you know, to, to verbalize that, where can people who want to find you, find you? We've got lots of women in our community. Who I definitely think would benefit from joining your group and from following you. So do you want to just share your links? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. It's just SLR Wellness. And then my Facebook group is called the Women's Wellbeing Collective. Um, And I do live interviews. I interviewed Claire Pooley the other week. I interviewed William Porter. I've interviewed Jamie Lee Grace. So I do lots of live interviews um, and they're all free. And then I run challenges um, once a quarter, um, which will be to support people in sobriety. Um, and then I do gray area drinking coaching one-on-one with women who, and I work with women all over the world because obviously that's the power of Zoom, right? But what I also do is I find that once women stop drinking, they then have that whole question of, well, who am I without booze? If all I've done is used alcohol as my coping mechanism for the last 20 years or whatever it is, then what, what, what next? And so I've created a group coaching program called Rediscovering Me. And that's um, got about 10 women per group. um, And the women just form really close bonds while they're doing it. But we look at everything from, we define our values. We look at what are our limiting beliefs that hold us back? What are our strengths? Sorry, carry on, Sarah. She's obviously just been interrupted. Yeah, um, and we look at um, who are the people in our life? Who's influencing us? Who, and, and really kind of dive deep into evaluating our life and doing kind of a bit of a audit on what's happening and what we need to change because I find that once we give up the booze we then need to kind of go on a bit of a deep dive into well who the hell am I now and I think that what the program is that I've created has been kind of everything that I've learned over two years condensed into quite an in-depth eight week program with lots of homework lots of resources shared Um, because I'm really passionate about it's not just about taking out the alcohol. It's about if I take out the alcohol, what am I adding in? Because if all we do is take out the booze, then we're just hanging on for dear life. Whereas if we actually start to put in new coping strategies, new coping mechanisms, if we're starting to work out, what do I need? What fills me up? What do I do for fun? What's my fun plan today? Who are the people that I can rely on? Who are my connections? What are my values? Am I living aligned to my values? If we start to look at that stuff, we start to
1: create a life that we don't want to escape from with alcohol honestly Sarah like Lisa said I could just talk to you all day because you've just got so much wisdom to share and what you're doing is amazing and you should be really really proud of yourself it's it's incredible what you're doing feel really honored to have spoken to you today yeah, I do.
0: And I'm so sorry about my mum knocking on the door. I'm going to give her a call <laughs> because she actually listens to these podcasts and she she definitely knew mum that I had a podcast at half past ten today. <laughs> She'll, <laughs> She'll knock on
1: the door anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Very so much. much. Would you just hang on at the end once we stop recording, Sarah? That's all right. Yeah,
2: no worries. Thanks for awesome. having me on, ladies. Oh, thanks Thank so much you for much coming
0: time on. Time to talk to Was really grateful. Thank you. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.